Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. As we've been talking about, and as you well know, and has has been anticipated, and as has been waited for for some significant period of time, the election campaign in Alberta is underway. And on an April 16th, Albertans will decide who's going to lead the province for the next four years. And according to polling, the uh, favorite to occupy the position of premier is Jason Kenney. He's the leader of the UCP of Alberta and a former federal cabinet minister and uh, joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. How are you, Jason? Very good, Roy. Great to be back on your show. Well, good to have you with us. Um, let, me, let me start with this. As you, as things have developed in the province over the last two years, and uh, we've been very closely watching the economic hardships, the transfer payments issue, the emotions of Albertans. I've heard it on this program on a weekly basis. What are the most significant issues that you need to deal with as far as Albertans are concerned? And what's the one significant change, most significant change you would make if you become premier of the province? Most significant issues, jobs, the economy, pipelines. Most significant change, scrapping the carbon tax. Let's talk pipelines. How do you manage to make a significant and positive change in that regard when you have a federal government that's still in power that is obviously not interested in pipelines, when you have a Quebec government that clearly has no use for Alberta's so-called dirty oil, but they like the transfer payments a great deal. What can you do to initiate some significant developments, positive developments, as far as pipeline construction is concerned? By the way, where do you still live in the eastern townships? No, I left there. I'm okay. back in Ontario. Well, I'm sure you'll agree with me. The majority of Quebecers don't feel the same way as some of their politicians. They'd rather buy Alberta than Saudi or, for that matter, U.S. oil. But to answer your question, uh, I proposed a comprehensive fight-back strategy. We've allowed foreign-funded special interests to infect our politics with the strategy of landlocking Canadian energy. They helped to elect the Trudeau Liberals, who cancelled the Northern Gateway Pipeline, that had been approved, killed Energy East through new regs, uh, surrendered to Obama's veto on Keystone XL, and has basically surrendered to a campaign of obstruction by the B.C. New Democrats on the Trans Mountain expansion. Now they have the No More Pipelines Law Bill C-69 they're trying to ram through, and the tanker ban C-48, plus the federal carbon tax and everything else. So what I say is we need to uh, stop apologizing. Our Premier, Rachel Motley, shortly after taking office, went on TV and said that Alberta was, quote, the embarrassing cousin that no one wants to talk about. She, what, what made her embarrassed to be an Albertan? Our energy industry. We need leadership that's never embarrassed to be the province that, is, that produces energy at the highest environmental human rights and labor standards on Earth, um, and that has shared hundreds of billions of dollars of our wealth to help our fellow Canadians across the country. So my strategy involves creating a well-funded war room in the government that will respond in real time to the campaign of lies about our 
uh, energy industry, doing so through paid, earned, and social media. I will use the power of the Premier's bully pulpit to carry that message across the country and around the world, y compris en français au Québec, and because I speak French, we'll make uh, uh, partnerships with like-minded provincial governments, Ontario, New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Northwest Territories, are all... Uh, and that list is growing. Right? That list is growing. Yeah. It is. I'm working with opposition leaders in other provinces. I hope that in a few months, if I'm premier, I'll be sitting around a table where the majority of the premiers strongly support our energy industry. Next, we'll make key stra- uh, alliances with First Nations, helping to get them into court to speak up for their, their right to be consulted on the opportunity to move from poverty to prosperity through uh, participation in resource projects. Then I'll tell global multinationals like the HSBC Bank that's boycotting Alberta's energy industry while financing Putin's, I'll say, if you boycott Alberta, we'll boycott you. Then we're going to challenge the charitable status of groups like the David Suzuki Foundation and Tides Canada that have been funneling foreign money into the anti-Canadian energy campaign. I'll go to the CR Revenue Agency and to the federal court, if necessary, to challenge their their charitable status. Um, We will... Uh, ask the energy companies to up their game in terms of advocating for the industry. And ultimately, <clears throat> we'll make it clear to other provinces like uh, the New Democrats in, B- in B.C., if they block our energy, there will be consequences. I'm prepared to ter- use the turn-off-the-taps legislation. And finally, I'm prepared to hold a referendum on equalization in the Canadian Constitution amongst Albertans to take a page out of Quebec's playbook and elevate our fight for fairness to the top of the national agenda. I spoke with a representative of the Montreal Economic Institute some months ago, and this was after the Leger poll that you referenced, where 66% of Quebecers were, said that they prefer Alberta oil over any other oil that comes into the country or into the province, and that includes all the stuff that's imported, 850,000 barrels a day or 800,000 barrels a day from, uh, from other countries. Quebecers prefer Alberta oil. Quebecers also listed the pipelines as their number one preferred methodology to move oil and oil product. Pipeline's number one. Rail was way down on the list. The, the, the Quebec government doesn't represent the will and the, and, the, and the mood and the attitude and the expectations of the people of Quebec when it comes to pipelines and moving the, the oil product. It's so critically important to everybody in this country, but I'm just hearing from Alberta a pushback that I haven't heard before. And, and you do have that, you do have that um, I call it a firewall of premiers, that is growing. But now what I hear you saying is there's going to be a battle with the federal government if this government stays in place. If not, maybe not so much. But you're ready to go to war with them over this. Uh, well, I think, Roy... Because that's what it would be. It would be, it would be a political war, Jason. Uh, we have to absolutely move from being defensive to assertive, from apologizing to fighting. And so it, it absolutely will be a fight. Um, and, you know, Roy, I think one of the reasons that the foreign-funded special interests have been so effective at landlocking Alberta and Canadian energy is precisely because we as Canadians are so nice. We're Agreed. too nice. Agreed. We apologize too quickly. And <clears throat> they saw in that a sign of weakness, which they exploited. Um, I'll tell you, there's a reason why the same groups... Uh, don't attack the Venezuelan, Russian, Saudi, or Iranian energy industries. First of all, they'd be thrown in, in jail or thrown out of those countries in the New York minute if they tried to protest there. So we've invited... Uh, 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 the, the weakness that we've shown has created the situation where these groups have ganged up on, a, on Canada and, and Alberta in particular. So it, it's time to fight. This is... We have the... Um, 
third largest energy reserves in the world, a current market value of $16 trillion. That is the ability to pay for future pensions and health care, education and roads, mm-hmm. our quality of life. And they're trying to shut it down. We won't let them. Now, as far as the campaign is concerned, um, Premier Notley and the NDP are attacking you personally. Uh, you engineered yeah. your own UCP leadership win by working with a kamikaze candidate. We've all heard that. You're anti-gay. <laughs> They're portraying you as cruel, ambitious, and nasty, a man who can't be trusted to govern Alberta. Did you react to that at all? Do you ignore personal attack? What do you do? Yeah, I pretty much ignore it. Uh, every time I hear it, you know, it reminds me of what Margaret Thatcher once said. When to attack me uh, personally, it makes me very happy because I realize they've run out of any other arguments. That's how I feel. Every time I hear them engaged in uh, U.S.-style attack politics, fear and smear, uh, it makes me realize they, they are desperate to talk about anything about except for jobs, the economy, and pipelines, the issues that people care most about. So I don't get uh, discouraged or distracted by it. We don't respond in kind either, Roy. This is the uh, kind of irony here. I have gone through three years trying to build a common-sense free enterprise alternative to the NDP without ever once having engaged in a personal attack on our premier. We're not running attack ads. We're talking about issues. Obviously, we disagree with the NDP on, on economic policy, on their carbon tax, on, the, on their alliance with Justin Trudeau, but we're not going to sling mud. So I think they're going to be negatively judged by Albertans who want a respectful grown-up debate about how to get our economy back to work. All right, let's, let, me just, let me just ask you about this, the issue of the kamikaze candidate. Would you address that for us, please? So, yeah, there, there was, uh, this is coming from um, one of the people who ran in our party's leadership, uh, a guy named Jeff Calloway, who ultimately endorsed me, and there, were, there was a supporter of his who told, used that word, saying that, it was the, the camp, that that's how she characterized the campaign. Um, all I know is uh, I met Jeff Calloway uh, very early in the process. This would have been the summer of 2017 to seek his support and his endorsement. He told me he was thinking of running himself. He had some ideas he wanted to talk about. He also wanted to be critical of, of one of my opponents, Brian Jean. I said, look, I'd rather you just endorse me, but I'll respect your decision. And that's about it. Our camp- campaigns had some political communication after that, which is totally normal. Uh, but um, we had nothing to do with the actual organization or funding of his campaign. It was his decision. Okay, one more question for you. Is the Canadian Federation in trouble? Now, I've spoken to Premiers Moe and Higgs about that. Premier Moe, on my program, um, asked the question, do we have a country? And that's after the NDP Premier of uh, British Columbia, Premier Horgan, um, shut down the... or successfully opposed the construction of the Trans Mountain Extension. And then Premier Higgs, after his first attending, the First Minister's um, conference meeting, uh, talked about fractures in the Canadian Federation. And he said, we have to, quoting him here, we have to decide whether Canada is a nation or a notion. And we have an Angus Reid poll showing 50% of Albertans on the side of separation from Canada. That's a big number. Even in emotional times, that's a big number. Is our federation in trouble? Yeah, yes, it is, Roy. In fact, support for separation in Alberta is now much higher than it is in Quebec. Uh, it's shocking. We just read that poll from Angus Reid. Fifty percent of Albertans saying that they would support. That's a secession. huge number. Is, it is. It is deeply, deeply concerning. It's higher than it was. Uh, the support for separation higher than it was during Pierre Trudeau's national energy program. 
So that's why yesterday, Roy, I outlined that a United Conservative government will fight for a fair deal for Alberta, for equalization reform, for fairness in something called the Fiscal Stabilization Fund, to bring our tax dollars back home by converting the health and social transfers that Ottawa sends out to, to tax points where we would collect and keep the money ourselves, stopping the trudeau notley increase in CPP premiums, getting fairness and employment insurance for Alberta, because we pay into it way more than we ever get back, exempting Alberta from the Canada Housing Mortgage Corporation stress test, which is making it harder for Albertans to buy homes, fighting for a corridors coalition to, to get to pre-approved corridors uh, for, for pipelines and, and resource projects, fighting for a charter of economic rights for full, tree, full free trade and economic mobility and regulatory harmonization and other ideas. So I'm not just talking about frustration. The Premier is sticking her hand, head in the sand. This frustration, by the way, was created under the Trudeau-Notley alliance. So I say let's end that alliance at the polls, but let's have a concrete plan for a fair deal in the Federation. That's what we're running on. Thanks for the time. Good to talk to you again. Thanks, Roy. Jason Kenney, leader of the United Conservative Party from Alberta. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.